I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from That Film Stew, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. In today's show, James Gunn clarifies a few things regarding the DCU and what is canon, who's returning. John Woo brings the Christmas cheer in the first trailer for Silent Night, and Home Economics faces the three-season curse. Cancelled. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. So Jason, how about you kick things off? What's our first movie topic? We'll jump straight into the James Gunn of it all and the DCEU. So actually, I'm going to flip this a little bit the way that you've written it. He clarifies he clarifies what's canon, what's not, in terms of, hey, anything you've seen so far is is not canon. Um, and then we're not going to get anything that's a part of the DCU until Creature Commandos and Superman Legacy. That's pretty much what he said previously, and he's standing by it, which is good. Now, he does say that there are a few actors from the DCEU that are coming over to reprise the roles, however, will be a different version of themselves or something like that. Um, John Cena as Peacemaker, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, and I'm going to butcher it again, Sholo Marid- Maridwina as Blue Beetle. Um he did, didn't indicate that this was the full list of actors returning. So there could possibly be more. But look, on one hand, this is a little bit of, you know, like a, like you're at a cafeteria. Pick and choose what, what's, what's working for you and go with it. On the other hand, these aren't major characters. Not, not yet. No. no one watched Blue Beetle. Um, yes, they did. Bill, uh, we're we're people. Now. We watched it. We're you people. Know, we watched it. In a I, general sense. <laughs> I think it should draw a line in the sand now and just move forward. Because you're right. He said like something to this. Three? Well, just after. It's basically, like you said, he's clarified. We're going to get an animated Creature Commandos TV series and a live action Superman movie. We're going to get and them. That's where it starts. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's it. But let's not confuse things again because it felt like it was clear before and then it got muddled. But I think that was a case of Shazam 2 coming out, Blue Beetle coming out, and them just being a bit concerned. Well, then again, we've still got Aquaman 2 around the corner. But for people to lose interest, but this is it now. It is. <laughs> It is what it is. Like this is the start of the DCU. What's added to the confusion though, along the way leading up to this point has been anytime a movie's come out, like as we were going into Shazam, it was like, oh yeah, um, the door's open for Zachary Levi to come back and reprise his role as Shazam. And then conversations with Gal Gadot, which may or may not have actually have happened, where it's like, oh yeah, there's been talks of that. Wonder Woman 3 will still happen and then she'll be Wonder Woman still. And then it's like, oh, look, there's a place for, you know. But uh, remember, that then was. It, then it was like, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not Aquaman, maybe someone else. And 
there was that meeting he had that he was very excited about. Is there's a lot happening. But remember, uh, Gal Gadot was doing press for Hearts of Stone, that Netflix film. And the Wonder Woman question got put to her. She said something, and then it was this big news story. So that didn't come from Gone. But anyway, I feel like we can move on now. So I'm pretty sure each time we do a news show, we're talking about James Gunn and the DCU and the things that may or may not be happening. Yeah. But let me let me just say this one thing, and then we can move on from this story. The the fact that they've got three returning actors so far, and hopefully, like you said, draw a line in the sand and that's it. I am okay with what what he said here with these three. These three work as we can get reintroduced to them. Maybe they're tweaked a little bit. There's something a little bit different to them, or maybe they're very similar. Who knows? But it kind of works in line with like you know Judy Dench in the Bond films. You know, like coming back as M multiple times after you know a you know, the lead actor as Bond has changed. J.K. Simmons in in the Spider-Man films. You know, like things like that. It's okay. We can we can adapt and we can understand where we, we get it. Yes. The audience yeah. will as well. We've had an all new image of Joaquin Phoenix in Joker Foley Ado. It is a picture of Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck. It's raining. There's some colourful umbrellas. Hopefully you've seen the image that we're talking about. But Todd Phillips posted that on his Instagram. It was, and the date that he posted it was one year out from the release of the sequel. There you go. So we're that little bit closer. This is the only pick we've got. Um, I mean, what can we draw from this? Like, is he wearing Arkham uniform or is he just wearing a shirt? I mean, it looks, it looks like, like he's wearing, yeah, it could be a shirt. It could be something. Could be a or something. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I'm guessing that's the way the people are situated around him, the rain, the colorful umbrellas, it's probably part of a musical number from the movie. Yeah, like a, a singing in the rain kind of riff. Yeah, that's Maybe what I reckon. Like well, you know, yeah, it's a bit yeah. fun, isn't it? You know. Colors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a story that we have. <laughs> is that it? Is that is that the story? Is yeah, that... we're one year away from Joker 2 and we got a well, new that's image. Exciting, that? Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Um Joel Kinnaman, he stars in the first trailer for Silent Night. This whole trailer is dialogue free, but do you know what? It's full of action for this obvious action movie. Um, and you wouldn't expect anything less from director John Woo. I mean, I think I pretty much described what this trailer is. There's, there's, there's gun stuff, there's punching stuff, there's running and sweating and a nice Christmas tune to just bring it home. Um, get festive, man. This, is, uh, this looks fun. It really does. And I've got to be honest, it's John Woo. That is what has my attention. And it really has been... It's been a very long time, like a very long time. Like I'm thinking, what was the last big, what was the last big like Hollywood movie that he would have directed? Do you know what? I'm thinking 20 years ago, Paycheck with Ben Affleck. Was that actually that long ago? It was I reckon that, that was 20 years ago, that movie. And I reckon that was probably, 
you know, it would have done things since, but as a, like a big Hollywood action movie, I reckon it's been 20 years. Wow. That is, sure. that is a long time before that he worked with Nicholas Cage wind talkers but again we're talking more than 20 years ago 2000 mission impossible 2 face off was 97 wow uh, hard boiled you're going back to 92 but i'm excited did he direct bulletproof monk no he did not i mean no, chow yun fat is in that and obviously he was in hard boiled as well but no he didn't direct that so this is kind of a big deal. It's a festive action movie. You've got Joel Kinnaman's character is injured. It can no longer speak. And that's where the dialogue-free action movie part comes from. And he's a good actor anyway, and he can do action. So, yeah, but having John Woo back behind the camera has me excited. Looks good. Jason Statham stars in the new trailer for David Ayer's The Beekeeper. Honestly, before I actually watched the trailer, if you'd have told me this was a Saturday Night Live sketch, I would have believed you. But no, this is a real thing. It's not a sketch. It's a real movie. It's <laughs> Statham. I don't know. It just sounds made up. Like I know all films are, but it just sounds like a gag. Like Jason Statham stars as a beekeeper. And he really is <laughs> keeping bees. He's a beekeeper, but then is also part of this, you know, organ, you know, secret organization where like special forces, you send in the beekeepers. So it's got like a double meaning, but he was just, it was living, you know, that's over. He's left that part of his life behind. And this woman, you know, she was nice to him. She gets robbed digitally. And he goes and kills a lot of people in a way that Statham can do very well on screen. <laughs> I, I don't just, know. What, what do you think? It just, I don't know. It's like, it's, it sounds made up. Like, it sounds a bit silly, but the trailer I mean, is decent. It's almost, it's almost like a, and it, this isn't to be expected. It's, it's the new Die Hard kind of thing. Like, this is very much like a, a John Wick type kind of setup where, some somebody wrongs this guy and he's like okay cool now i'm gonna kill people um but this thing it's like because it's like a scam and then he's just like i'm gonna kill everyone who works in a call center (laughs) but you know what though like there's definitely there's an audience for this right because it's happening more and more people getting scammed and to have yeah it's like the beekeeper. I can see him being a hero to many people the world over. Like, you know, yes, finally. You know, he's going to well, go out and he's going to... And of course, the, the beekeeper thing is it's all linked to, like, this secret organization thing, like the hive and... Yes. You know, he's yeah. obviously got skills. You know, that old chestnut. We've 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 been down this road before. Like, I mean, you, you know, right, that I'm a big Jason Statham fan. You know, yeah. I, I don't even try. And this to hide. genre is your. This is your it. Speech. Really, it really is. And I know you haven't, but I have been to the movies to watch Expendables for thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, he gets more screen time in the fourth movie than any of the other movies. It really does. Like action, like quips. Like when we did our 
review of the Meg 2. And just before his character kicks a bad guy into the mouth of a giant shark, he says, see you later, chum. There's a moment in Expendables 4, he's chasing a bad guy and he calls him a sneaky little sausage. I'm here for it. I'm really enjoying, <laughs> like, like, honestly, it seems like, is, is it a point now where they really are just letting him be him? Like, there's so many things that he's saying. He's like, I think that's him. I think he's just said that and they've kept it in the movie. But just Statham in his gruff voice, sneaky little sausage. It's great. <laughs> it really is great. But um, that's Expendables 4. It's a different movie. Check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the Beekeeper. Like, it's, you know, it, we've kind of seen it before action-wise from him, but I'm here for it. It works for me. Uh, all right. Now, our next story, I've got to admit to you, um, I did not realize this was a Jace, you need to go and watch this trailer. Um, we've got the first look at <laughs> Madeline Petch in The Strangers, chapter one, the first of director Rennie Harlan's multi-movie horror saga, The Strangers trilogy. Now, this is wild because like The Strangers, that that first movie is 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 one of the very few horror movies that I swear to God genuinely actually freaks me out when I watch it. I don't know. It's something about they just do the home invasion thing really, really well. Yeah. The second one, fun little movie, but like, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but look, I have not watched this trailer, so my apologies, but please tell me, am I going to be pleased by this? There's no trailer. There is no trailer. Is I was waiting. Trailer? I was waiting until you stopped talking so I could tell you. Sorry, There's no trailer. Right. What they have released the first look of, of images. So they've released three images. The first one, it's nighttime outside. There's a parked car, headlights, and you've got two that. people <laughs> wearing the stranger masks. Oh, okay. And then you've got the couple inside. You've got the young girl in the house by herself. So they're the three images. So this, for me, just came out of nowhere. So it's like, hey, here's the first look of Chapter 1. And that's part of the news as well. Until now, that had not been known. We just knew we were going to get a Strangers trilogy. Well, it's not too creative, to be fair, because each movie is Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3. But there's, and again, Vinny Harlan is directing this movie. You know, the guy who directed Die Hard 2. Die Harder, that Rennie Harlan, not only is he making these Strangers movies, next year, all three movies are released. He's filming them back to back. You get the whole saga next year. Wow. It's big news. Okay. That is actually way more interesting than me forgetting to watch a trailer that doesn't actually exist. So... Is it way more interesting than a photo from the new Joker movie? I think so. So I'm happy with that. Uh, that is a well, good, look, you know good news story. Colourful umbrellas. Always yep. fun. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? That'll do it. That's uh, that's the movie news. So I guess we'll just jump straight into TV news and maybe we'll call it a day. <laughs> well, Considering I think you've taken over hosting duties, how about how you do this first story? Sounds good. ABC has cancelled the comedy series Home Economics after three seasons. The series starred Jimmy Tatro, Topher Grace and Caitlin McGee as three siblings living at very different levels of financial security. 
Now, I don't know if you've seen this, and I am not saying that this is the best sitcom, but I love the show. I like this. Well, I love the show so much, and it really bothered me. I mean, normally I save up the news, but I messaged you. <laughs> the show has been cancelled. I just couldn't You're keep very it to myself. Angry. Very angry. Like that. honestly, it's actually it's it's coming back. I'm getting angry again. It's. <laughs> oh. I mean, this is an ABC show. In the US, it's on Hulu, and here in Australia, it's on Stan. It's not on Disney Plus. I wonder if that's got something to do with it. Like, you know, streaming rights. I don't know, but this is. It's a consistently good show. And as a show that I love, it's not great. It's good. It's consistently good. Like, there's not a bad episode. And it's just, it's like comfort food. I can just put it on and always enjoy it. It's just, I'm so disappointed. So, so disappointed that this show has been cancelled. I mean, look, I'll admit, I haven't watched this show. Like, I literally haven't i have heard good things though um i love the, the the cast i'm like i like these these people it's so my question to you though okay now that it's cancelled is it still worth watching knowing that hey at the end of season three you don't necessarily get the ending that we we should is it still worth checking out and i'm not going to be pissed off when i get to the yeah end? No, I'd, I'd say so yeah. yeah okay cool yeah no cool. i mean i'd well, say so because it's not yeah, I mean, you, you can. I mean, you know, all shows go in a particular direction and they're always adding, you know, new elements, but you can definitely watch it. I mean, the first season, it's really short, like maybe even something like six, seven episodes from memory. It's been a while since I've done season one, but it's a very short season. And then gradually they do more episodes each season. But it's really good. Mm. So for Grace is really good in it. It's just, it's such a good show. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, the last you, time I was so bothered about a show getting cancelled. Alec, you, you, you're obviously praising the hell out of it, and that might, that makes it a shame that that's been cancelled after after three seasons. But do you know what? This seems to be a common thing, especially if you know when we are looking at shows that are sort of made within the the streaming kind of sphere of things. And maybe maybe it goes to network television as well. I, I don't know, but it seems to be like after three seasons, and I've heard a thing about. That's when contracts get renewed, revamped, pay rises and stuff. Suddenly the show becomes unaffordable because all the stars are asking for too much money. So it's very, it's it's sort of becoming a bit of a trend now. It's rare to see that fourth season happen. If you like look at a whole bunch of shows that have been cancelled over the past few years, it's like after three seasons, after three seasons, there's no season four. Cause that's when everything sort of flips i guess so it's a shame but it seems like it's uh the battle it's very rare that you'll get something now that goes past like stranger things is a go-to of like hey cool we've got season five coming <laughs> like that's uh, good good but so i don't know it's a shame having said that but only murders in the building <laughs> so literally everything i just said negate it it's coming back for season four so they've made it it's it's well i haven't made it but they've made it to fourth thing i know i haven't finished season three um i started watching the third season and then i kind of drifted away from it for a bit so i might need to jump back into it but i i'm assuming you've probably finished it because you love this show i do love the show 
But just going back to home economics, I, I, it really was getting me down. Like it was bringing all my frustration back. But then as you were saying what you were saying, and I knew what this next story was, I did have a smile on my face because I knew <laughs> you were going to have to walk back what you just uh, said. Yeah, yeah, you were enjoying my face. <laughs> yeah, like but, I said, um, rare exceptions. Rare exceptions. It is it's, a rare exception. Fun. But you know what? This is also Hulu in the US. So there you go. Just like home yeah, economics. All the murders in the building, I do. I love it. I've got two episodes to go. And do you know why? The wife. That is why. It is a show that we're watching together. So we're watching it at a couple's pace. So, you know, (laughs) it's okay. I guess I get to enjoy it more. (laughs) But I would like to just watch it. But it's coming back for a fourth season. Hopefully, we're caught up by then. But yeah, it's a great show. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And it's fantastic. I, mean, yeah, it's like, I can't wait to see fun. how it's, this season unfolds. It's really good. And maybe you've not got there yet, but just sort of like a, a dramatic scene with Martin Short and Mel Streep. And it's like, finally, because Martin Short, I've always been a fan of him as a kid watching Three Amigos in a space. And, you know, he's great at comedy. That's his thing. Well, he's acting opposite Mel Streep in this show. And he's giving a fantastic performance. So it's good that he's at a point in his career where he's he's getting show, hey, look, I could do drama too. I'm really enjoying it. It's bloody brilliant. Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of speaking of three amigos, now I saw something and it could just be a whole lot of bullshit, but I think I read something that there there could be some sort of effort to try and make a three amigos reunion happen on Only Murders by getting Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah, somehow he, he wouldn't turn it down, would he? Uh, <laughs> look, if they pay him, I'm sure he'll be there. Why not? He would and do look, it. that. Won't that be? Won't that be delightful? I mean, they it could would just be delightful. They could just kill him in the first episode. Yep. It would be great. Be. I mean, obviously, Chevy isn't the Chevy that we remember. Um, don't need to get into it, but I, I still like his films. You know, a lot. You know, the vacation. Oh, I look. I'd enjoy the gimmick if they if they go for it. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd I'd be there for it. Um, yeah, who knows? Like, you know, the the show is just getting better and better. Um, and like you say, even if it's just like a a gimmick, a stunt, you know, having come in and just getting those three guys on screen together would be pretty great. Ahsoka season two is reportedly being discussed, but hasn't been officially greenlit. Now, this is an interesting one because when it was first announced, it was a miniseries. And I finished it. It sounds like comics. We've put out our review. And when it comes to the name of the episode, I've gone with season one. Initially, I was going to label it miniseries, but I've just gone for season one. I'm not going to talk about Ahsoka at all because I know you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything. Like We've started it, but like you mentioned... Couples pace. Yes, okay. Couples pace. Well, so I went not, with... Right at the end there. In fact, you know what? For the episode title, I did the full title. I did Star Wars Ahsoka Season 1. Um, That's what I did. I feel like everything you've done goes against what I put, because I wrote the description for that episode, and I'm pretty sure I wrote miniseries in there, so I don't know if you took that out. I also just referred to the show as Ahsoka, so you've, you've effed with that as well. Um all good, all good. I'm all sure. right, stop telling everybody all the <laughs> secrets. But anyway, season two may or may 
not happened. I, I don't want to say anything about Ahsoka because other people might have not finished it. As... Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. But I mean, potentially what they refer to as season two might not even be season two per se, but it could be like the follow-up show. Like this is all part of, within the Star Wars universe, this is a part of, I guess, like what you want to call it, the Mandoverse, you know, like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and leading up to that, yeah, you know, like that movie thing. I don't know if they've called it anything yet, but like that movie crossover event. But you know what? At any time of my choosing, I could just go back and edit the episode title. So it's okay. But at the moment, it is where it is. (laughs) It's season one and we may or may not get season two. That's true. All right. What have we got next? Uh, Oh, more James Gunn stuff. He's back. Um, Well, now, do you know what? Probably didn't even really address this, but the writer's strike is done. That means writers have gone back to work. We're still waiting on the on the SAG stuff, waiting on the actors, so things aren't necessarily moving, but writers can write stuff. So I can say this. James Gunn says he has resumed writing Peacemaker Season 2. There you go. That's the news. And because he said that, he got so many questions online. And what came out <laughs> Please of clarify. Many, many questions. One of the things that he did say is that this is obviously the second season of that first season, which was DCEU. Peacemaker apparently will acknowledge or recognize that things are different. So he said something to that effect. So he's saying things again. But I guess it's hard for him not to because he's always asked things. And he's, he's quite open and honest. He's but I guess vocal, the, yeah. the news, though, is that season two, he's back writing. So that's um, that's good. Apple TV Plus has unveiled the trailer for their upcoming docuseries, The Enfield Poltergeist, which explores the real-life haunting from The Conjuring 2. This has me very, very excited. All three episodes drop on the same day, end of October. So just in time for Halloween. And that date is, I don't have it in front of me. My apologies. But I think it's on the 27th, thereabouts. I just pulled up the poster. I pulled up the poster. It's not on the poster. But this is Janet, the young girl from the Enfield, haunting, again, the basis for... Conjuring 2, but years ago, ITV in the UK, they made a three-part drama, uh, The Enfield Haunting, and that was a drama of these events, but this is a brand new three-part docuseries. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I like anything like this, and it's Apple TV+. Plus. Like, it's going to be good quality. Yeah, has, has Apple TV done anything like shit? No, but look... This looks this looks good. Anytime there's a docu series on a topic that I'm actually interested in, it's like a big round of applause, right? Like it, it's fantastic. Obviously, like you said, you know you're a big fan of of this particular you know story and stuff. Obviously, we had fun with it in the Conjuring too. You even recommended that podcast that I that I ended up checking out as well, which was you know about the the Enfield no. things and. That is the Battersea Poltergeist. So the Battersea... Oh, it was, wasn't it? That happened around 20, 25 years before the Enfield Haunting. 
but they weren't too far apart from each other where they are in in London. But funny Did enough, you recommend something else that had a no had the Enfield. No, no, no it was definitely it was it was the the Battersea Poltergeist. And yeah, I'm thinking back, now the yeah on the back of this docu series, the last couple of days I've gone back and re listened to the whole thing. So so good. So I've listened. <laughs> wow, twice now. Danny <laughs> Robbins, who's currently doing the Uncanny podcast, and in the UK they're about to have a three-part TV series, Uncanny, the TV series on BBC. Oh, exciting times! But yeah, the Enfield podcast. Okay, I'm going to take back the reins of hosting. Uh, that's it for <laughs> TV news. Now on to the recommends. Um, all right. I need to ask you a question. Have I ever, have I ever recommended anything Walking Dead on this show ever? Um, I don't, I don't think, um, maybe you have, but I don't remember. I also, actually, no, I don't think I have. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I have either. Um, cause you know what, to be honest, most of the Walking Dead stuff, average at best like i've enjoyed the show and the spin-offs have been pretty atrocious um but look we finally got one that i think is worthy of of a recommend i say that after recommending the paul Patrol movie last time um but the daryl dixon show the walking dead daryl dixon like it, a completely different show so we've got We've got Norman Reedus back as as Daryl Dixon. A few years have, have passed since the end of the the main show. Um, there's a few mysteries set up. It's set in France. How did he get there? Yet to be answered. Uh, I'm probably only halfway through this this first season of it or whatever. But this this series is it's focused. There's a clear direction of story that we're that we're following. It's not just a whole bunch of random shit happening. There there aren't it it's a very tight show so far there's there's some fairly new characters that are actually interesting not just throwaway ones that you would get normally in in the walking dead and and you know said other shows and stuff like that this is a yeah this is so refreshing especially following that atrocious dead city show with the negan and maggie characters which Started off pretty yeah. decent, but just went really to shit. Well, you know, a few episodes. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, since, I think since Glenn died, bad. I've seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're you're well behind. Wasn't your wife keeping up for a bit? Yeah, I think she's interested in this one. What she's not done the Negan one. Uh, yeah, she's. I think in and out of it. I think it's just the, the fact is- that it's not in one place. You can't just go to one streaming service. And watch it all. Mm. You've got to have multiple subscriptions, different services to to see it all. So you've seen some, but not all of it. Yeah. Well, this one's this one's on Stan. Um, but the the good thing is, like, even if you haven't watched any of the other shows, you can just jump into this one and enjoy this story for what it is. Obviously, there's some nuance to other things that kind of make things make a little bit more sense. But this works really as a standalone as well. Um, yeah. Now it's decent. It's a decent show. I like it. Okay, I'll I'll take your word for it. I'm done with The Walking Dead, but <laughs> it sounds good, and I'm and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Um, I I'm going to recommend another podcast. I've done a couple of these lately. Uh, this one, funny enough, because Die Hard has been mentioned a couple of times during this 
join the show. I'm recommending the podcast Die Hard on a Blank, the podcast that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema, one action movie at a time. In each episode of Die Hard on a Blank, hosts Philip Gawthorne and Liam Billingham discuss one major mainstream action movie that was released after Die Hard, and they're doing it in release order, which is really fun. So some of the movies I've seen before, seen a few times, I'm just listening. Some of the movies I've not actually seen before, and I'm getting to see them for the first time. But we're starting with, so first off, they talk Die Hard. Of course they do. But then episode (laughs) two is Roadhouse. Die Hard 2. Now, (laughs) there's a bit of creativity used here. They've put it's Die Hard in a bar. So it's not necessarily Die Hard on a blank. The next one they did was License to Kill. It's Die Hard in a Bond movie. And listening to that review, it blew my mind that it very much is like Mm. an American action movie. Very different to all the other Bond movies. I think they had Michael Kamen as composer and not John Barry for the first time. But anyway, I'll quickly just go through these and see if you can tell me what movie I'm talking about. It's Die Hard on a Submarine. Uh, sure. What? <laughs> Let's speed this up a little bit. The Hunt Fed October. Hunt for Red October, yeah. Get this one. It's Die Hard in an airport. Die Hard 2? It's Die Hard on a battle. <laughs> on a what? On a battleship. On a battleship? Under Siege. It's Die Hard okay, on a mountain. Yeah, it's Cliffhanger. It's Die Hard right. in a meta-fantasy <laughs> satire. Of course, I'm talking about Last Action Hero. Honestly, really enjoyed... It was hard. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed this podcast. And I'm, I had to hit pause on the movie I'm watching at the moment so we could do this, uh, do this podcast. But I'm currently watching a movie called Blown Away, starring Jeff Bridges, Tom Lee Jones, Forrest Whitaker... Really, really good so far. Wow. And, and I'm just inspired by this podcast. They're talking about something. I'm like, hey, I've not seen that or I've not seen it in a while. Bit of a refresher or watching something for the first time. But that's the podcast. Die Hard now that's, on the Blank. That's fun. That's fun. And as I mentioned before, you know, like John Wick is one of those movies that like movies now are kind of like, like, oh, it's like John Wick, but this is the scenario. John Wick, like, it's like Die Hard did it, and then movies followed, um, and it was like Taken. It's like you know, you mentioned <laughs> mentioned Taken, Taken on a Taken in a. <laughs> I just watched train, all three. Right, the first movie, yeah. his daughter is taken. The second movie, he's taken along with his ex-wife Lenore. Third movie, nobody's taken. But then I'm like. It needs to work. And that, ah, oh, his ex-wife was murdered. Her life was taken. There you go. They've done it. There's <laughs> there's three different ways that something or now someone they, got taken. They framed him. They took his innocence. I know that's And that, right? that as well. Um. Well, that's it for <laughs> the recommend section. Uh, went a little long there. Um, that's it for another episode of That Film Stew. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of The Exorcist Believer and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. 
Thanks for joining us for another round of movie and TV news. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Thank you.